Hey soccer friends, I just want to give a shout out to our partner, Team Player. They are changing the game on how you find the perfect soccer team for your player. Parents, this means no more endless social media scrolling to find information on teams. With Team Player, everything you need to know is just a few clicks away. It's simple, straightforward, and lets you find the best coach and team for your player without any of the usual headaches. And coaches, we all know how tough it can be to get your team noticed, but when you subscribe to one of Team Player's team plans, you instantly get access to set up an online team profile that allows you to reach more potential players and showcase what your team is all about. It's super easy and lets players and parents see why your team could be the right fit for them. And if you sign up using the promo code PITCH, you can try any team plan free for one month. So whether you're managing a team or searching for one, come on over to www.teamplayer.us. That is T-E-A-M-P-L-A-Y-R dot U-S. And come give Team Player a look. Hello and welcome back to Chat by the Pitch. This is Ian Babcock, your host. This week, I started with a one of three-part episode from Aces Soccer Club. This week, I interviewed Ben and Jordan. Now, as we go through this episode, I hope you understand I broke it up in three parts because we had over two and a half hours of recording, and I thought this would be the best way of doing it, and I, it just abruptly ends. So let's start this chat and head to the pitch. My name is Ben Clavis. I am originally from England, um, Plymouth, England, so right down south and grew up with soccer, soccer, soccer or, or football, as, as, as obviously we say in England. But, um, you know, everything like like your son said, right? I mean, I didn't want to go to school. I, all I wanted to do was, was play football. And, uh, you know, that was my dream to, to go professionally. Um, I left home just after... 10 and 15 to, to go and play for Plymouth Argyle um, and I was there for about three years um, unfortunately was injured for two of those three years and and really couldn't couldn't compete as as, as much as I wanted to uh, in that opportunity so so once I got cut I kind of you know had really pushed school to the side and um, didn't really know what I was going to do couldn't go into university in England so luckily um could get accepted over in America on a on a soccer scholarship, and it didn't really matter about your grades then, as long as you could uh, you could play, right? So you know, I wanted to continue the dream, so came over to to Midwestern State in Wichita Falls, which is a very uh, very different place to England, I can tell you that. But um, absolutely loved my time there. Um, people from from all over the world. Our team consists of you know Brazilians and. Um, Africans, Europeans, I mean, there were all sorts of people coming to Wichita Falls and um, yeah, I love my time there and really just to kind of make a bit of money, I, I started trying to coach and kind of fell in love with it as I as I started doing it and grow, grew more and more in, into the coaching and got, got more and more interested and once, my, once I graduated, I, I kind of carried in the college game. Um, did, did a master's at, at Quincy University, which is in Illinois. Um, and then my wife's from Sherman, so kind of came back to, to this area and looked for a, 
look for a club and um sammy olali was um is a is the owner of the club and director and he um i had a meeting with him and you know i was hesitant to go into club soccer from from experiences in the past and um you know you, like a player right as a, as a coach you want to feel that you have the right fit um going in and you really want to um make sure that that it aligns with your principles your your values as well and not just kind of going into a club just just to coach right and i was kind of wary on that so um but no i really think aces kind of fitted me well and i've, I've been there for all yeah for just over four years now so um been there for a while and, and loved it all so here we are my name is jordan copy uh, i i grew up here in plano texas um i've, I've lived here my whole life uh, kind of similar to to you ian uh my my parents are, are are from up north and granted not not new york they were uh midwest they were in iowa grew up in iowa so obviously in in the state of iowa you know soccer was definitely not a priority in any way shape or form for them and then uh uh, just like your son, you know, when 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 um, you know my my brother and I grew up, we loved soccer from day one. Um, I genuinely did not ever play another sport. Uh, I think it was from age three, and my my love of the game was just immense. And um, and, and yeah, so um, you know, my my playing career here, um, you know, it's it's kind of a unique story. But I started at Aces when I was eight years old. Um, uh, Samuel Lali, the owner of the club was my coach from eight to 18 years old. And, um, he was really a mentor for me from, uh, my, my very first playing days all the way through to, uh, my very first coaching days. Um, so, you know, I've been, I've been at ACES now for 20, 20 years now. Um, and, and, you know, I've, I've, I've loved every step of the way. Um, you know, I could tell you my whole journey from, uh, you know, how I found Aces was, you know, one of my teammates in recreational soccer. His dad was getting into academy soccer and genuinely he told my dad, um, you know, if you go to Aces, you'll never turn back. And genuinely 20 years down the line, that's 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 proven to be very, very true. Um, my family's always had a, a big role within Aces as well. Uh, my mom was the team manager for my team all those years as well. And, um, you know, my dad helped out in any capacity that he could. Um, you know, I graduated in 2012 and went to Dallas Baptist University, um, had a short time there, uh, only played one year and then, um, you know, essentially just didn't really enjoy my time. Um, and, uh, you know, from there I started coaching camps and then I got a call from Sammy one day who asked if I wanted to come back and coach. And I've been at ACES for eight years now coaching. Um, and, you know, like I said, uh, you know, the same person that mentored me as a player then mentored me as a coach and um you know now eight years on I've, I've i've never thought about coaching anywhere else but at aces so um pretty straightforward for me it's uh it's definitely not as colorful of a career as coach ben that's for sure but uh you know everything i've learned as a player at aces and the process that my team went through um is is really the process that i love being able to relive as a coach being on the other side of it um, the process for aces has never changed um, ever since I played to now, I mean, we, we do things the exact same way and the results prove to be the exact same as well. So um, it's it's a heck of a process and a heck of a journey. And honestly, I just love being a part of it. It's amazing what uh, your soccer journey brings you and where you end up. Yeah, <laughs> the path you cross and the people you meet along the way. Oh, absolutely. So Sammy's the owner. So the club has been around for how long then? <coughs> His... Wow, I think his first, I'd say, I'm not entirely sure exactly, Jordan, but you were one of the, 
the first teams to, to do it, weren't you doing? Yeah, yeah. The ninety fours was the third Aces team out there. So uh, I want to say we got started in two thousand one. Uh, we used to practice on any any park that you know we wouldn't get kicked out of. We started at I remember Crowley Park over in Richardson, and um, oh gosh, there was a baseball diamond that we used to practice on over there, Holford Park. Um, is where where we originated way 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 back then and genuinely we bounced around just based off what field space we could find and where we were allowed to play and uh yeah that, that was the, the the very first origin of the club and then we got fairview soccer park when i was a sophomore in high school and man that's been our home ever since crazy i mean that's that's impressive i mean that's how i feel like they all start so what do you guys call your guys a medium club a large club small club in the metroplex then what would you guys call yourself size wise yeah or comparable I'd, to you know i i'd say kind of medium you know um you know we're not the the biggest thing that we try and kind of pride ourselves on is is that kind of family atmosphere family kind of culture so um you know we have our main facility the fairview soccer park and all teams you know in our mckinney area of We'll train there, and so everyone kind of can see everyone. All the coaches will kind of know all the players from every every kind of team. Now we have just started the East Division um, over there in Rowlett, um, that has I think five or six teams now, and and is is slowly growing. So we are planning on kind of having that that division, which will grow. Um, we've also bought thir- have thirty acres in Anna, which we plan to open this time next summer. Um, and we're hoping to, you know, build a stadium out there, um, six or seven turf fields out there as well, and, and try and sort of grow in Anna as well. So, um, you know, I, I'd say we're a medium-sized club, but wanna, we don't want to just grow in, in, in any way, right, and just kind of have teams all everywhere where they're not then representing the club the right way, but to kind of do it in, in facilities. We've got a turf field now in Rowlett where they all train um, on the east side, um, we've got our Fairview Soccer Park where we all train, and hopefully now in Anna we'll have a place where all those teams will train. So, um, you know, we're never going to be, you know, a large, large club and and be completely everywhere because it just kind of goes against the philosophy of of how we go. But I think um, you know we're always looking to grow and 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 add, but making sure it's the the right fit and the right way that we grow really. Um, that we still kind of have the the values and the culture there. So, so you talked about some family being family oriented. Now, what are some of the going along that same line? What are some of the values or philosophies of the club? Then, oh man, we we have it posted all the time. It's uh, development is the goal, winning is the result. Um, you know, I this I I always like to even when I coach hark back to the days that I played for Coach Sammy, and um, you know, it's one of my dad's favorite stories to tell, but. Uh, uh, the first first meeting Coach Sammy ever had with our team, you know, he he genuinely told us at at eight years old, you know, we're gonna lose, and we're gonna lose some games really really badly. But I genuinely don't care about the score. I just care about how your kids play and 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 that they're learning. And um, it's it, it's always been the truest thing for 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 our teams going all the way through. Um, I even said the same thing to my 2014 team when I first got them when they were uh, they were six years old was, you know, same message. We're going to lose some games, but the score right now is irrelevant. And really what we focus on is just making sure that uh, the kids understand, um, you know, how the game works um, so that when results truly do matter, 
you know, the, the we 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 um, we can be really really competitive there. So, um, you know, really that motto is is probably the biggest cultural thing that we have going on is that development is the goal, winning is the result, and all the things, all the lessons that uh, um, you know defeats and and you know trying to do things the right way um, teach you. Um, you know, honestly, I mean, one of the biggest things I think I learned through my process of being an Aces player was, you know, how to persevere and how to uh, get through to the other side when you're going through a really, really difficult time, um, especially, you know, I mean, gosh, I remember losing games eight or nine to zero to later on in life when sophomore, junior in high school winning against those same teams four zero. Um, that 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 transition was just amazing. And to be able to live it and then, you know, now be on the other side of it, be able to coach it is amazing. But uh, yeah, I would say culturally that would be the biggest thing that we have going on at aces where uh, you know that the, the the character building through focusing on the development um just breeds a lot in the kids yeah and 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 just to kind of back that up there's you know we're in a world where parents and and even and even coaches right results are kind of everyone feels like you kind of get judged on results so it's hard to kind of to really put down the message and and luckily we've got a lot of teams um that have been through it and we've got parents that can come back and and vouch for for our academy teams and and obviously we we do lose players in the academy side that that want to go to to winning teams right away and and, and kind of want to skip that process but um you know if you actually look at, at all of our older teams they're all competing kind of classic league one and and getting into Dallas Cup and winning state cup and and it happens and they've all been on that that same road and it's 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 difficult at times right but you know we want to put us out we want to put our teams in in the most challenging leagues and and to challenge them um as much as they can at a young age because we really think that you know if they can do that and get that exposure at the young age and even if they're losing then then they can build you know character as well as kind of the development of, of how they want to play and 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 it changes quickly, especially once you get to select and um, yeah, you know, you'll, you'll really see these teams kind of kind of blossom. But it is a process, and and you know it's we're in we're in a world where, especially in club soccer, right, where everyone thinks the grass is greener other places, and you know it's 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 a tough sell at times. But um, you know we really believe in in doing it the right way and teaching the game you know, the right way where, you know, we're going to want to play out the back and, and try and build through the lines. And obviously at the younger ages, when you've got athletic teams that are going to press, it's not going to be as successful. But now in those longer, those older age groups now, they're technically even better and they've been used to playing under pressure that way, then it can kind of evolve and um, and you'll, you'll, you'll see them, see them blossom on that front. So, um that's kind of yeah our our philosophy and, and and how we want to do and also culturally you'll see once you get to select a lot of these aces teams will will stay together all the way through and um you know we yes we we recruit in certain ways but we really try and keep keep that core together for throughout the whole time and we're not just going to go and suddenly one year go and get a whole brand new team of recruits of better players and, and change it. We really want to stick with our group and this is our group. And maybe, you know, you're always going to lose one or two and bring in one or two, but it's, it's definitely a core group all the way from all the way through. And you'll, you'll see that. And our, definitely our most successful teams are, um, you know, like, like Jordan says, like starts at eight years old and kind of goes all the way through to, to 18. So, um so yeah no that's kind of kind of a bit on 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 the philosophy front and 
you know, the, the crazy thing about that is even, even like we said, you know, they go all the way to 18, but, but Jordan's story of coming back and coaching, we've got actually about, I think it's 70% of our coaches have played for aces. So, um, it's kind of a crazy start and I'm, I'm an exception and, and an odd one out, but, um, it's a really cool thing that a lot of the coaches have, have been through that process and, and has played um, either under Sammy or other coaches in the past and understand the culture, understand the philosophy. So now they can they really love their their childhood of soccer and now they're trying to come back and, and, and give other other players the, the same same kind of energy and, and culture that they grew up in soccer and, and loving the game to, to give back. So um, it's a really cool cool thing when you look at it and um, and see that. So you answered my next question actually for me, Ben. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask, how do you keep the the philosophy within the club growing and not have lose it as coaches come in? Because I mean, some of these really small clubs to large clubs doesn't matter where they're at. They bring in new coaches, and that sometimes the culture and the philosophy gets lost. Yeah, with the yeah. new incoming coaches, and sometimes when Take the big club names in the Metroplex. Constantly, you're constantly seeing coaches bouncing between them, and they bring their own philosophy when they come to those clubs. I think some clubs do a better job at controlling it, but with seventy percent coming through the program, you guys really do control the the philosophy of development. Yeah, and and also, you know, we're different in those clubs where a lot of the clubs will bring in coaches that like you say, have teams and or they'll bring in a coach and hire them and give them a select team. So all the coaches that, that we bring in, um, we start them with academy teams and they build their own teams through our academy. And now once they get select and they, they've got it, but, um, you know, we've recently in the summer brought, um, brought in David um, from, from Texas Thunder. He, he kind of came in with, with two teams um, but we were really kind of, we, you know, we knew him well and, and Sammy knew him well for a long time and, and knew that he would fit to our culture. But very rarely are we going to go and bring in um, other teams um, right in select. We really want to kind of build them from our academy and, and these coaches to build in that academy side so they can kind of grow with that culture. It's a, it's a dangerous thing when, yeah, you know, you can go in and, and grow and go and get teams from from all over right but it's very then hard to to make sure that they're all kind of coaching the way that the club wants to be represented right and wants to be and want players to have been coming through that academy side as well so um you know we have a very kind of certain way of doing it um coaches it kind of really doesn't matter resume or that we they all go through the same process of having a month evaluation um where we we probably put them with at least five or six different coaches, uh, you know, and, and make sure that that everybody's comfortable with with this coach and thinks they f fit the philosophy and give them different kind of ages while they're in that month of evaluation. And um, we found out that that doing that a couple of years ago really kind of gave us a a, a great view of of who was really committed to it and who who was kind of just wanted to coach just just a coach right and it was um you know we, we find that because these these kids growing up they want a consistent coach they want somebody that that they know is there for them and it's 
it's tough and you're always going to find coaches unfortunately that that come and then other things come up or they have to move or or, or whatever but we try and make sure that the coaches that we hire next are are there for the long run and um you know our idea is that a coach is going to get them at you know u7 u8 and and go all the way through and, and guide them to college and that's kind of the way we do it now i know other clubs have certain age group coaches and they work the way through that and there's there's nothing wrong with that either but um we just like the fact that you know they grow the relationship with this this coach all the way through and um it's kind of good incentive for the coach and and the players that they grow together right so it's um it's a cool thing to see for sure uh along the same line of coaches then do you guys help with the coaching for them to get certification do you guys have your own coaching process for plans and teaching and education then yeah so we um you know we have a um a curriculum that that we like to do and yeah so we want to um we've actually just about uh we've just signed with 360 player um that starts our process well july the first so we it's kind of an interactive interactive system where um we use it's kind of combined with team snap but it's also got kind of player evaluations on there and how we do that it's got a curriculum that's going to be on there um we can send the sessions to the coaches we can then see what what sessions the coaches are running parents can go and see what sessions coaches are running the players can look back at sessions or they can be prepared for what they're going to be doing that day and going in and look so it's kind of a really good all all interactive platform where you know, it's pretty pretty set on how how we're going to coach and 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 how we're we're going to develop these kids. And each age group, or each kind of couple of years, has got kind of a slightly different curriculum. But um, it helps our younger coaches, especially as you know, <clears throat> we're all about development. And obviously, you know, coaches is is no different, right? Coaches have always got to develop, and we've always got to be changing. And we always keep tweaking the curriculum and and trying to as we as we learn and grow together so it's um it's an all interactive thing now now licenses is is something that we definitely you know push for and different coaches courses that we want but you know our biggest kind of our biggest thing is is really kind of learning off each other and and helping off each other and 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 trying to all put into that curriculum and all kind of give each other feedback really um you know that the licenses are <laughs> the, I don't I don't want to put it in a in a certain way, but you know, they're they're very kind of titleistic, I feel like, you know. Um you know, saying you've got some I've I've just done my B and about to do the A, but you know, you learn so much more from from being around the coaches and honestly going on those courses, it's all about kind of who you meet and um ideas from the places and actually the the information on the course I feel like. But um you know, it's a it's a good it's always a good thing to 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 learn and educate off each other for sure. I will agree with the coaching, learning from other coaches. And do you guys then, because you, from the sounds that your your teams stay together with the coach for such a long time, do you guys uh, I call it coaching swap or have guest coaches come in with teams then to work with those teams so they hear another voice often, or do you guys do stuff like that or something similar to that? Uh, those opportunities come up um, through through a bunch of different things that we have going on on a on a, on a weekly basis. Like for example, we have a, a street soccer that we do on uh, what is it Ben every other Sunday. 
every other, every other Sunday, yeah. Every other Sunday, uh, where you know it, it's it's going to be an aces coach, but sometimes that aces coach is going to be different um, to just as well a bunch of the camps that we run. Um, you know, we also have uh, the the German ID camp that happens two times a year, where uh, David Muller uh, comes over and he brings some coaches with him, and it, it's a really really unique experience for a lot of the players and. Honestly, as a coach, I just like going out and watching so that I can pick up on some new ideas that uh, that those coaches, um, uh, uh, you know, bring forth throughout the co- course of the session. So, um, yeah, no, there there is variety, but I mean, you know, for the most part, on a on, on a weekly basis, you are normally just with the 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 same coach going all the way through. That's pretty cool. Only reason I ask because I know that in our house we have the philosophy: the more voices he hears from other people listening, my son the better off he is because he gets to learn from different styles, different coaches. And it's obviously you talked about the biweekly street soccer and your camps and your German ID camps. So there's the opportunity and there's the opportunity from the sounds of it for coaches to help them. And and we, you know, and you know how crazy the schedules are with, with games midweek and suddenly you've got, you know, a game here or there that you then, have to miss a trading session for so you'll have another coach cover um you know so they do get the different opportunities and in each age group you've also got four or five coaches depending on you know our 2012s have i think nearly six teams now um 2014s uh how many have you got now in jordan like five nearly five uh, yeah four going on five yeah five so i mean and so that's every team obviously has that coach so um you know those those players can kind of at least kind of get four or five different voices at, at different times um, throughout training sessions as well. So, um, you know, it, it's I, I think it's always good to hear different voices, like you said, um, but it's also good to, to have a coach that's kind of consistently there and understands, you know, who who the player is as a, as a person as well and how to give that advice and you know, it takes it takes a while to really understand each player and how each player ticks. So I think you know, the more you're with them and um, the more you understand that that player's emotions and how to deal with them, then then the better you can coach them, really. So there's that plus side of it as well. Totally agree. Totally. Agree. I mean, I, I get having your core coach, but having coaches come in, I always find that interesting. How some clubs do it, some clubs don't, or don't put an emphasis on it as much. Yeah. Um, mm. So that so, how many coaches do you guys assign? Or let me rephrase that. I said it wrong. How many teams does a coach typically get assigned? So she's about two to three, right? Yeah, it, it very rare. I mean, it all just depends on how long they've been there, um, and, and you know, and how full time they want to be into it as well. You know, you, we've got coaches with with other big jobs during the day that that will only kind of have time to to do one right and then there's some that are kind of full full time in and want want two or three um but usually a new coach coming in we're we're going to give one team to start with and it'll be academy team and then as they as they grow and understand how to how to run that team and 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 learn from it and we're happy with how it's gone and if there's another opening for 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 a team then um then they can move on from that so our, our, our trainings are scheduled either Monday, Wednesday for some teams or Tuesday, Thursday for another team that that allows you to kind of go Monday through Thursday if, if you want two teams. Now, the older teams can can kind of train a little bit later from, from seven to, 
to nine and you can have one team from from 530 onwards and kind of do back to back and and that can kind of give you the three teams but you know no 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 coach has more than three teams um you know and only i think only two coaches have have three teams right now so we, we try and really two we think that the sweet spot um you know but sometimes you know it's hard to always find coaches um that that fit the bill so um you know sometimes we 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 stretch to the three but i think to really be able to put your time and commitment into into teams you don't want to be stretched and and you know going all the way around for for five six seven teams i know that i i really <laughs> i find it difficult enough with two to to manage so i don't know how five or six would would work but um hey credit to credit to them that, that do that but um yeah, no, that's kind of our our process. That we'll start with one if we're happy, and and they want to commit to to more, then we'll we'll push to two. And in rare rare circumstances, we'll, we'll go three. But kind of on our academy side, it's every once we kind of get every ten to twelve players, we we add a coach. So you never kind of know how the growth the growth's going to go. You, sometimes you can be sat on three or four players, and suddenly bang, you get up to fifteen in about two weeks and suddenly you're looking at you need another coach quickly right so um you know we're looking at every 10 to 12 we want to we want to add a new coach for that age group just so you know i think manageable especially at the young ages you know one coach for for more than 12 becomes almost more like babysitting than actually being able to properly go in and, and coach so we make sure we have 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 the coaches there and the correct numbers to to be able to go in and and, and properly get forward what what they want out of the session no i understand when i landon first started to play in club soccer i was a co-coach for a team and in the team and we would divide up practices like i would take him for skills he would work on the technical side of the game at 4v4 it worked perfect because we had 13 kids and we would swap i would take six then he'll and you'll have the seven and then we'll swap the kids after um 10 to 15 minutes and work on whatever we're working on, then we'll at the end we'll scrimmage with all of them. So yeah, I, I totally agree. The smaller numbers is great for players because you keep their attention span so much better. There's no standing around. Yeah, no definitely. Goodness. You guys you guys have it down. I mean the one to two team ratio one to three team ratio. So as they progress, what are your roster sizes then for let's academies were where you're learning i mean so a 4v4 team how many rosters would you how many players would you have on roster then for, for 4v4 uh i my, my max i remember when my 14s were going 4v4 i remember my max that I, I i wanted at any game was six um but preferably i wanted five uh it made, it made things a lot easier and gave them a ton of touches um now the 14s are 7v7 um you know due to the fact that our numbers grew so quickly uh, we had to make the unfortunate decision to roster 12 on each one of our teams for this season. And five subs is probably one of the most brutal things that I think I have to deal with with the 2014 team. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd much rather have a, 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 as few subs as possible and give them as many touches as I can. Now, going into 99 this next year for that age group, I, I, I want to keep it at 12. Um, you know, just again, you know, more touches and, uh, uh, you know, it, it just gives them as much of an uh, ability to play as possible. 
Um, going into the later years, honestly, I, I think I'd pass that one over to Ben because I'd be curious what uh, what numbers he'd like, especially with his 016, um, you know, yeah, what an ideal with, roster size would be. With the with the academy size, with, with, the, with the younger ones, I think we always want – we'd rather have an extra team than – than too many on the bench if that makes sense so say we had if you had 12 if we had 13 14 players i'd almost i'd rather have you know the three teams and the two teams right there and then you can kind of have players playing on two teams and guest playing and it's just more touches at that age and the more touches they get the better and you know you don't want want kids stuck on the bench like like jordan said so um and as they go on you're always the good thing about academy is they can play on multiple teams. So um, I think we always try and make sure we we register. It's hard in academy because sometimes, you know, you could have, you know, you could have say five players, so you can only do one team. Well, suddenly in one week it can go up to twelve players, and you've still got one team. Now you're now you're struggling, and the gate the the, the thing is on the spring because it's always changing. So um, we always try and make sure we we have an extra team that almost makes sense. And just allow for that growth. So we have when players come in, we've got places them to play, and we not we don't just have a have a big bench. Now, the older you get, it it's tough, and there's no perfect answer, right? And every one of our coaches has has different ways. I know we've had oh five this year had had over twenty players on their roster, and they still because of high school and injuries and all sorts, they they still sometimes had a bare eleven to play games on the weekend. So when you've got high school to deal with, it's it's very tough because, you know, they're at that age where they're, I mean, some some of them are training three, four times a day and playing kind of four or five games a week and it's it's crazy, right? So, um, you know, in a, in a perfect world, no injuries in 11 v 11, you're probably looking at, at 15, 16, but it's, it's never a perfect world and there's always always things that happen. So um, I have 18 on my 06s. Um, and when everyone's there, you're like, man, why have I got 18? But then there's, there's games where you've got 11, 12. So you, you can never win and, and be perfect. But, um, you know, I think you always, it's always a good kind of conversation to start with, with a player of are they going to play high school and, and kind of understand what your team is and, and what their priorities are. Because our 06 gold, not as many of them play high school, um, so they're much more kind of <laughs> club focused. And Mile Six Black are um, much more kind of. They're all about high school, and high school is the, one of the biggest things. If they don't want to go on to to play college, now high school is their thing. So I'm, I don't want to take that away from them. Um, so I understood going into this that high school is going to be, you know, a big deal for them, and and they're going to put a lot of time into it. So I knew I'd need a bigger squad because of that, really. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's no, no perfect answer and you're always, it's always going to look bad one way or another, really. <laughs> it's hard. I understand. Like once you get to a certain age, cause you never know with injury, sickness and yeah. school. Now I look at it from a parent perspective. I don't want my kid riding the bench. And what advice do you give parents then when they're coming into those older ages with the larger because they do have a larger do you guys tend to play on more league different types of leagues non-competitive league or a chance to get these kids more touches or is it just they're playing whatever league they're playing in and that's it it's every like i said every team slightly slightly different and each age groups 
Um, different, you know, our, I know our 2010s, 2011s are kind of doing an RPL league as well as their classic league and stuff and, or a Sunday league so they can combine the squads and, and play. I know your, your 08s are doing that too, Jordan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're really thankful for, for leagues like RPL to, to give us that opportunity to, you know, be able to go in and get extra touches and, uh, you know, be, be in a, in a competitive league where, you know, you, you have that opportunity for, um, you know, let's say the players that might struggle, you know, for, for minutes with what would be a top roster, um, you know, and, uh, I, I love that question, Ian, of, you know, what do you say to, uh, to, to parents who, um, you know, who, who, who going into those older age groups, you know, their, their son might not be a starter and his minutes might be a little bit less. And, um, you know, the one thing that, um, that, that I, I love to talk to parents about at that age is, you know, now it's, it's a character thing. Um, you know, your, if your son's minutes have been reduced, you know, as long as you're going to the coach and the coach is responding, like, like, like we do out at aces and explaining, you know, this is the reason why, um, let's say you might be getting less minutes on the field. You know, those objectives are are clearly defined to the player and then the responsibility is on the player to meet those expectations so that they can then earn their minutes. And um, I think that's one of the most important parts about youth sports is, um, you know, you earn you, you earn those minutes on the field. And, you know, if you started at 20 and now you're at a point where you're a starter and you're playing a full game, man, imagine how much that does for you later on in your life when you have a difficult situation that you need to overcome. You know, you can hark back to the things that you had to overcome as a player to, to help push you through. And, um, you know, so that, that's a conversation that honestly, it's, it's one that um, I wouldn't necessarily say I look forward to when it comes to talking to parents about it, but uh, it, it's, it's one where I love giving that challenge, especially to the players, because when the players respond, I mean, you, you, you see the character development in them. Um, and it's, it's just really great to see. That's awesome. No, I, my son, like I said, he's a 2014. He plays with U10s currently, so he's a U9. And it's interesting when we're looking at these these teams because a lot of them will have a com- development competitive and then a competitive team. And I don't know if they do that in older age groups or if it's just a numbers game because I know that kids are always leaving or leaving the sport or whatever it may be, trying trying to stay ahead of the curve. I mean, when I coached, we decided that we wanted to carry 14 kids was the max, but would have two teams of seven then for 4v4. And then when we went to 9v9 or 7v7, the, the end goal was still to keep those 14 players, but we would bring, we'll share roster share because it's all about those touches. Like if someone didn't play in one game one week, we try to get them on that roster and have guest players between the two teams. Then the ultimate goal was to get about a core of 15 to 18 kids for nine for 11 v 11 was the end goal. Like that's what we were thinking like long-term now, do you guys do stuff similar for that for these younger teams or do you guys do that currently where you guys might have a more developmental team? I heard that you, Ben, you have a gold and a black team. Is that what that is then? Yeah. So, so every, every age group has a gold, black, um, white silver um so basically when a player comes in you know we'll give them kind of three four training sessions to kind of see see how they do and and let all kind of coaches see and then we'll place them on the team that we think is going to be best for their development for for right now and you know the good thing about academy is it's so kind of you know flex where you can you can start here on the white team and 
suddenly you, as you progress and, and players progress at, at so many different rates, right? So, you know, you could get a player that could come in and suddenly they're on the white team and in a month later they're on the gold team and, and they've really kind of taken to it. So that's a good thing about um, academy. Now, once it goes to select, it's very much more that now we're in select. This is this is going to be your team for, for those 10 months. Um, you're signing with this team now. You still get opportunities to guest play if you're doing well. We still have the RPL Sunday League kind of thing where we can roster share and stuff and have have different um, different games with with different players. But you're still the main focus of of that ten months is your team that you're now in. Um, and yeah, so depends on the age group. Some age groups we've got you know just a, a gold and a black team. Some age groups we go all the way down to kind of silver and blue and so it just depends on on the age group right now but um yeah academy is much more kind of flexible and and then once you kind of go select you're you're signing with that team for for those 10 months and and you're committed to that but there's still opportunities to to guest play and and play other leagues um that are much more kind of developmental i'd say Hey, thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Chat by the Pitch. Ben and Jordan were great to talk to. And this episode is part one of three. The next one's about the same length in in time. But let's keep the chat. And until next time, see you at the pitch.